this episode is brought to you by the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. If you're into fantasy football, if you're playing fantasy football, you need to be listening to our local friends at the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. They're going to help you out with all your needs. I know there's playoffs coming up soon. If you're not in playoffs, I'm sorry. You need to be listening to the Fantasy Football Dudes. They're going to help you through the rest of the playoffs and help you win your championship. Check out the Fantasy Football Dudes Podcast. This episode is sponsored by your local pest control advisor, Josh Wolf from Simplot. Josh has 10 years of crop advising experience. He supplies you with fertilizer, chemical, and specialty product needs. You can get a hold of Josh at 559-567-9500. He services Fresno, Madera, and Merced counties. If you need anything taken care of on your crop when it comes to fertilizer, chemical, and specialty product needs, call Josh Wolf at Simplot. That number again is 559-567-9500 for Fresno, Madera, and Merced counties. 559-567-9500. Hello, Red Wave. Welcome to Boyer Bulldogs Podcast. We're your hosts, Caleb and Caleb, the CNC Football Factory. We're going to recap Fresno State beatdown, the Nevada Wolfpack. First, let me bring in Caleb Pletz. Caleb, thank you for helping out at the uh, the winery for the watch party. A lot of fun. Um, how you doing, man? Yeah, doing really well. Uh, I mean, dogs are on a six-game winning streak, so uh, can't complain there in terms of Fresno State fandom. But, yeah, it was a fun Saturday night, and, yeah, thanks to everyone that came out to the winery. It was a good time kind of getting together and watching some football together. So it was good, and even better that the dogs won. So let's break it down. Clinched the West Division. Yeah. And And a berth in the Mountain West Championship in Boise. It's set. Because Wyoming blew it. So big time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think if you ask most players and That's what we fans wanted. too, yeah. I mean, yeah. you you want to be able to beat the best. And I mean, it would feel kind of cheap if we, you know, won the championship over some other team and didn't have to beat Boise. So yeah. I, I I am glad that that's the matchup. Obviously, it's frustrating that these matchups are always in Boise. I think this is, what, the fourth time that the Mount West Championship has been played at Boise State um, for this uh, for the Federal State Bulldogs. So that's frustrating. And obviously, when we always lose the tiebreaker to them during the regular season, that's just going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> or I mean, even obviously... when we don't, they still put it in Boise. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. So, oh, well, you know, we're definitely going to earn it, um, you know, if we do get there. But, um, yeah, still, still, we have one game before that. So, you know, like the coaching staff said uh, in their press conference today, they're not looking ahead to that. They're focused on, uh, you know, the next game ahead of us. But, um, yeah, it is good to look forward to. So, uh, Federal State fans, to mark our calendar for uh, December 3rd at 1 o'clock. We got the championship football. Ooh, it's going to be fun. But we got Wyoming first. However, let's break this one down. Like you said, Caleb, um, I realize that I have not pulled up um, all your guys' responses. So give me one second while I get there. But uh, tell, did you tell everyone the final score 
<laughs> I don't think we didn't. Yeah. I, don't, final yeah. Score. I always yeah. forget to. Yeah. Final score. Fresno State 41, Nevada Wolfpack 14. Uh, so both of us were pretty close on our uh, score prediction. So I think we're getting a little bit better. I think it's easier at the end of the season when, uh, you know, teams have a little bit more uh, track record that we can go off of. And uh, we were, we were expecting Nevada to, you know, not be super competitive. Um, so yeah, it's unfortunate for them. They got beat down on their senior day, um, but Fresno State did what they needed to do to, you know, really control the game. And I mean, it was a dominant first half and then uh, second half kind of um, less dominant, but still, convincing win but uh, yeah overall 41 14 victory for Fresno State I have to apologize to everybody I, I made a huge mistake I deleted Instagram off my phone <laughs> the day of the game and so I didn't get uh, a question I didn't get everybody's thoughts on uh, on Instagram but I did get it on Twitter uh, you know who does have Instagram? I'm going to blame this on Michael. Michael has Instagram, so he should have it and he should be here. I don't, Michael, where you at, dude? I blame this on Michael. <laughs> no, that's my fault. Uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to have to download Instagram back on my phone just for this. Uh, but I do have Twitter. All right, let's get into it. Curtis Stevens, great win. Glad we show the superior team. One gripe. For having two very capable backs, we do not consistently get a push up front and or scheme up effective run plays. Big shout out to Mims for having the season he's having despite the issues. I do think this was the best run blocking game to the O-line's defense, but yes, I do agree with that. Yeah, overall, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, it didn't really seem like Mims was always getting, you know, hit in the backfield. So, yeah, overall, I think it was good. Um, you know, his numbers kind of pumped up because he had an 82-yard run, so that definitely helped the stats there <laughs> and pushed him over the 1,000-yard mark on the season, which uh, is a really big deal. And I think, yeah, despite, you know, really good point by uh, this, <laughs> this listener that, um, yeah, despite how poor the offensive line has, has played this whole season, you know, it's the first time that Fresno State has had a thousand yard rusher since 2014. It was Martez Waller, which uh, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely kind of just kind of fades into Fresno State history. And that would not have been my first guess for last thousand yard rusher. So, yeah, right. good, you would good think the guy there. that would have been here for a long was here a long time would have had it. I thought he did. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, for all the smack talking I've said about this O-line and the struggles that they've had, way to go, guys. That's When you have a 1,000-yard rusher, the O-line also gets the credit for that. That's Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think it also helped that you know Mims was the feature back or is the feature back yeah. this year. I mean, the last four years, it's really been tag team of you know, uh, Ronnie Rivers and Jordan Mims or you know if either one is injured, then a third guy stepping in, so. I guess it is easier to have thousand yard rushers when he's the feature back. He's getting the bulk of the carries. So overall, awesome that he was able to do it. Mm -hmm. The ghost of Jim Sweeney came out and did the job they had to do. Prowess was in beast mode. <laughs> he he yes. was. Yeah, we'll get to the numbers in a sec. But oh man, he looked great. Uh, offense did enough in really cold temperature to seal the win. 
He did. Had a slow stretch to open the second half, but finished strong in the fourth quarter. Need to rest some guys next week. See you in Boise. <laughs> you think you think some guys rest? I don't think so. And no? uh, I mean, even after all the injury problems, I don't think so. I think that might even make it worse. Uh, I mean, just ba- based off of you know what Coach Tedford said in you know his Monday press conference, really didn't seem like that's you know on their mind. You know, they're they're trying to win this game, and you know why Wyoming's a tough team. Like I think that you know if they do rest guys, you know that definitely puts Fresno State in. Um, you know, a weaker position and, you know, chance of losing. So I don't think right. this team wants to lose and they're going to no. put, put their best team out there to to try to win and try to get to eight and four on the season. So I doubt it. Um, but I mean, maybe, you know, less load for Mims, but yeah, I, I just don't really see that. I think this team's going to keep, keep competing and, you know, try to get stronger. Yeah. Single use plastic dominated in the passing game. Mims played well, consistent, and hitting limited holes until his chance came, and he hit the big one. Defense played great, aside from one fluke where everything went wrong. (laughs) Such good coverage on all deep shot penalties and tons of pass breakups. (laughs) All right, I'll uh, uh, well, well, we can talk about that play. I'm I I thought the defense played great. Uh, The only thing Nevada could do was just chuck the ball deep, and we should bring up that. We talked about Illingworth and Cox, the quarterbacks, and how Illingworth had started the past three games. Well, Cox played this game, and really the only way they could move the ball was if Cox just loaded up, it cocked it back, and threw it as far as he could. And then I think it was Kale Sanders. He slipped, and then Evan mm-hmm. Williams ran into the ref, and the guy was just wide open and walked into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a tough play. And, I mean, obviously – if if that's the only way that you know your defense is giving up points, then you know that's that's not going to kill you, you know, in the game. So, yeah, tough to deal with that. And yeah, it did seem like there were a lot of guys that were kind of slipping around on that field. So I don't know if there was some uh, moisture there that they were dealing with or what. But um, yeah, oh, you def- said on the preview that you usually see a lot of trash on that field. The whole field <laughs> is <just> trash. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, defense played well. A uh, real Fresno State fan. Fresno State owns the entire state of Nevada. A new <laughs> home away from home. Go dogs. Yeah. Michael says exceptional. Sorry. Exceptional. There's like 20 <laughs> exclamation points. Kevin said we should have we should have had more fans there, but it was a win. We did what we need to do. Nice when we don't play down to the competition. I agree, Kevin. However, I'm not going to sit in 20 degree weather. It's going to be really hard for you to keep me there. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, however, can you can you bet in Reno? Yeah. You oh, can. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Duh. You, you can tell what I do on my free time. Not that. <laughs> uh, Nathan, flawless. Wish they had been able to play like this versus Oregon State, UConn, and Boise. Same. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think that... Um, we beat those teams if we're playing like this. I mean, UConn, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oregon State. I mean, we we had you know full strength Bulldogs at Oregon State, and you know there were a lot of things that could have gone a different way. But um, I mean, I don't really think the outcome necessarily changes. Um, you know, I guess maybe for clock management. I know that was our gripe kind of at the beginning of the season. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, yeah, I think, you know, we're pretty much comparing the same team, you know, this team compared to the team that took on Oregon state. Um, but yeah, I mean, the teams that lost to Boise and UConn, yeah, this is a completely different team, um, now here at the end of the season. So yeah, I think that it's definitely That's more competitive my- against Boise and we should have whooped UConn, but credit <laughs> to UConn, they've, they've put together a decent season. And I mean, that, that loss is looking less bad now. Um, <laughs> I mean, true. I think they, they have what, like, are they have five They're or six eligible. wins? Yeah. They have six wins on the season. Yeah. They so. just beat. Uh, Liberty, and then I think they went and lost to Army. So I don't know what they're doing, but they're bowl eligible. And then said, "Okay, we're done. We're going bowling." <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that is, for them. I mean, it's almost a quality loss at this point. I mean, they're you know better on paper than this Nevada team that Fresno State just beat. So <laughs> that's true. Uh, Fantasy football dudes says we're back. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like every team that says that ends up losing. True. Yeah, that's kind of a bad bad omen to put on the team. <laughs> Trent, be careful, my friend. <laughs> Jake Donald says, it was balls cold. <laughs> oh, I wonder if Jake was there. Yeah. But yes, it was very cold. Uh, Gonzo, team is rolling. Like you said, Caleb, six games in a row. We're going to make it seven, eight, nine. What was that? Um, LeBron and D Wade. Ten, four, five, six. <laughs> that went well for them. Yep. <laughs> Gary G. Good times. Keep it going. And Ruben Rodriguez says Nevada is a terribly bad team. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah. Gotta yeah. gotta feel bad for those Wolfpack fans because yeah, that's not not a competitive football team they're putting out there. But um, you know, it seems like they're kind of starting from the bottom and We'll see if you know this new coaching staff that they brought in if they're able to build it up in a couple of years or if it's going to be a you know coaching carousel keep going there. Thank you guys for uh, responding. Instagram, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to download it right now. I'm downloading it right now, and I'll make sure for the Wyoming game, conference championship, and bowl game. But you'll you'll get you can put your thoughts on there. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> All right. All right, Gabe, let's let's break down the numbers and talk about this. Jay Kaner, 29 for 42. So, I mean, we're used to these numbers being like 40 for 42 the past couple games, but right. 29 for 42, still good. 30, uh, 361 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. What did you think about the play of Jay Kaner? Yeah, I mean, excellent play. Like, like you said, you know, a little bit uncharacteristic, I guess, with you know more incompletions than I guess we've been expecting. But yeah, I mean, no real bad throws, no incompletions, no turnovers. So he's executing very well, putting the ball where it needs to be. And um, yeah, overall, I mean, he is the quarterback this team needs. And you know, he basically has to keep playing like this if the dogs want to win a championship because um, he he is what propels the offense and you know, makes it possible for Mims to, you know, possibly have a decent running game um, because mm-hmm. defenses just have to respect, respect the pass. And so, um, yeah, he's done a really good job and it seems like things are really clicking with Coach Moore and play calling and, uh, you know, clock management, game management. I mean, this team's really hitting their stride and obviously six wins in a row. They're, they're figuring something out here on the back half of the season. 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it, and one of the things that we talked about the beginning at the beginning of the season was how we wanted them to take more shots down the field. Well, now in every game I've seen on this winning streak, we're taking shots down the field and multiple. And by golly, it's working. I mean, we saw a big one to Cropper. Uh, we've seen we've seen. I'm, I can only remember one to Cropper, but just the one. This the threat of going over the top. Um, well, we had the deep, the touchdown to Mac, who was uh-huh. wide open, Magdalena. Um, I don't know if you remember anymore, but we're taking the shots downfield when we weren't before. So I'm really happy about that. And Jake, his ball is really nice. His deep. Totally. Yeah, I mean, and that's another difference between, you know, the Logan Fife-led Bulldogs and, you know, this second half Jake Hayner-led Bulldogs. Is, yeah, they're really pushing the ball down the field. And um, receivers are doing a good job of getting open and holding on to the ball. And, yeah, Cropper is really showing out the last – really four games. I mean, he has been feature wide receiver and really solidifying himself as, you know, top wide receiver in the Mountain West. Since we're talking wide receivers, Jalen had seven receptions for 136 yards. Nico Armijo, six receptions for 64 yards. Magdalena, four receptions for 62 yards and that touchdown. Eric Brooks had three receptions for 42 yards. Zane Pope had five receptions for 33. Raymond Powell's had three receptions for 25 yards and finally got my tight end touchdown the year. And uh, Ty Jones was targeted, uh, but there was incompletion. And I think the only drop on the night uh, Jalen Cropper had. Uh, but overall, really good night. Oh, no. Malik Sherrod had a drop, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um, but I guess he's a run. Technically, he's a running back. Anyways, really good night for the receiving core as we've become accustomed to. Anything in particular that you thought about the wide receivers? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting, you know, seeing Powell's get a you know touchdown reception. Uh, it was actually a really nice play design that, you know, he got the ball on. So I, I did like that. It, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was his three receptions were, it seemed like they were on like back-to-back-to-back plays. So it was like just, tight end drive or whatever but um yeah overall um you know it was good to see um Magdalena get get the ball and you know get a score um you know he hasn't I think he scored in 2020 um but you know didn't score last year and so uh yeah good to see him get the ball and I mean he's really part of you know the future of this wide receiver group for this Fresno State Bulldog team because um I know same Pope's out of eligibility and um, for the rest of the guys, you know, Nico, I think he's out of eligibility maybe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between Cropper and, you know, Ty Jones and all these other guys, you know, I don't know if they're going to try to test the waters of NFL professional football or what. So um, I yeah, I, I think Jalen probably will. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So um, yeah, de- definitely good that he's, you know, getting reps, getting experience and really showing that he, he belongs on the field. I mean, he's, he's quick. He's, has good hands, and I think he'll be very capable for uh, this real estate re- receiving core. So, yeah, overall, Jake's continuing to share the ball and spread out the receptions, and Cropper is really close to hitting that 1,000-yard um, uh, receiving for the year. So uh, look out for that next game. I think he only needs like 26 yards, so he, he should easily hit that next game. Paying attention. I really wanted him to get another deep one. So that you had to dance. That's right. <laughs> uh, um, mine was no sacks. We're not going to give up any sacks. 
Well, Jake was sacked three times. Yeah. Let's talk about this O-line really quick. Then we could talk about, which will probably lead us into uh, the running backs. Uh, the O-line was good. I, I thought they were good. I, um, we had a rotation at left guard. Uh, so uh, Isaiah, I, I know that's not exactly how you say it, but I don't know how to. So I hear everyone say it different. Uh, Jacob, Isaiah, Isaiah, yeah, that one. Uh, Velez, Osmar Velez, and Tyrone Sampson all on a rotation. Um, Caleb, save me. Is it Isaiah? It's not Isaiah. I know it's not Isaiah. Isaiah? Yeah, Isaiah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they were being subbed in and out at left guard. Other than that, really, it was Spomer, um, Bula, Braylon Nelson, uh, Viveo, and then of course we had guys come in, you know, in garbage time. So it's nice to see that really it's pretty much solidified. We're we must have different plays or packages where a different lineman comes in at left guard uh, because their snap count was kind of split up. Where Osmar Velez twenty five snaps, Tyrone Sampson twenty one. Then you had Jacob Isaiah with 43. So he had about double everybody else, but it's really interesting what they're doing at left guard. I don't think we need to worry about it, though. No, I mean, at this point of the year, just they're trying to figure out whoever can get in there and just do good enough to, you know, not give up something catastrophic that uh, takes Jake out or um, that completely blows up the running game. So. Um, yeah, at this point, I think this is about as good as the unit's going to be. And um, I mean, so far when the offense, the passing game is humming like this, I mean, it's really going to be pretty successful. I mean, um, the line has done a decent job of giving Jake enough time to, um, you know, let plays develop and even on you know play action uh, passing plays, you know, letting the receivers get down the field and get open. So, yeah, overall, you know, pretty pleased with the performance. Granted, I think the New Mexico, you know, defense and pass rush probably isn't as strong as what the Ducks can expect to see against uh, Wyoming and Boise in the next two weeks. So um, still some concern there that, um, you know, stronger opponents are going to be more difficult. But, I mean, that's that's natural when it comes to this this time of year and playing playing good opponents. Jordan Mims, 19 carries, 156 yards and a touchdown, long of 82 Averaged eight yards a carry. Big night. Goes over a 1,000 yards. Uh, Malik Sherrod, five carries for 25 yards. And then Jalen Cropper had a carry for two yards. Uh, we also did see a sweep. It doesn't count as a rush, though, because Jake had a little pitch forward to Nico. Uh, at first, it didn't look like it was going to go very well. But, hey, it went. I think we got a first down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to running the ball, we talked about Jordan Mims, how he was dominant. Um, anything else that you, you want to say on the, the running attack? I don't think so. I think we've pretty much covered it. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can continue to just pound the, pound the rock like you've been, you know, crying out for for these <laughs> last three or four or five games that we can just control the ball and control the clock, then, you know, this team's going to be successful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice that, you know, the, the stats are coming to you, so that way he kind of has some, some validation for all the work he's doing. Mm-hmm. Can I take credit for the 1,000 yards? Sure, yeah. I mean, okay. you've, you've been asking for it, so. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> All right. Defense. Defense looked awesome. David Prowess led the way in uh, total tackles with six. He also had uh, a sack and a forced fumble, and he had two TFLs. And a pick. And he had an interception, <laughs> which he returned for 21 yards. So uh, it, it was really nice. Uh, David Prowess played great defense. Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. I hope so. I didn't. No. I didn't see it. No, he wasn't. No. Who was it? I don't know. I, I all I just all I saw was that Jake was offense and somebody David else was defense. not defense, which wow. seems like a travesty. There. That is a travesty. Um, when it comes to linebackers, it's, it's the same names: Lavelle Bailey and Malachi Laneley played the whole game, and I I thought they played great. As usual, that's they're always solid every game. Uh, when it came to uh, the rest of the D line, we saw Isaiah Johnson. Uh, we also saw uh, Andre Fox um, in there uh, a little bit, and Demarcus Johnson. So I, I D line. Let's talk about the D line. They moved Remlinger back inside after uh, Leonard Payne's injury. So Remlinger got some snaps at D tackle again. Uh, but that dude just plays everywhere. Other than Perales, because Perales played awesome. What did you think about the D line's performance? Yeah, overall, I think it was good. Uh, I mean, Nevada on the day, you know, did have a decent, um, you know, rushing attack. You know, a total of 146 yards. Um, but you know, 56 of that was the quarterback kind of scrambling around. So for taking that out, you know, they held you know Toatau to only 93 yards, which overall I think um, is going to be really good um, for this team to be able to hold. Um, you know, this accomplished of running back to, you know, that amount of yardage. So, yeah, overall, I think it was really good. They, they got pressure and, you know, we're forcing turnovers. Uh, for this quarterback, you know, he, he threw two picks, fumbled. And, uh, yeah, so overall, they were getting pressure. And, uh, yeah, overall, good. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Um, <laughs> the defensive backs, LJ Early had the other interception. LJ Early looked like him himself. I think last game we talked about we wanted to see a little more from him. He had a lot better game on Saturday. Um, Cam Lockridge had a huge, and uh, Carlton Johnson uh, played quite a bit actually. Um, I believe he played more than Kale Sanders. Um, yeah, he got the start over Kale Sanders. So I think it's Cam and Carlton. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been pretty happy with Carlton Johnson. I yeah. mean, I feel like with, you know, defensive backs, usually it's, if, if you don't notice them, then usually they're they're doing something right. Um, so, yeah, it seems like Kale Sanders has kind of gotten burned uh, a couple times this year, and um, it's kind of been hot and cold. So uh, Lockridge has really been a big hitter. And uh, <laughs> so I know we've kind of seen him, uh, you know, he's, you know, bet big and lost big on a couple of plays and giving up uh, some bigger plays earlier in the season. But um, yeah, overall doing a really good job covering and breaking up passes and yeah, really happy with Carlton Johnson, how he's coming on in the last really three games since San Diego state. And uh, yeah, really good to have Evan Williams back, you know, light, lighter, you know, statistical game from Evan this game. You only have four tackles, but um, yeah, overall just really solid performance by um, this defensive backfield. Uh, only giving up 243 yards. So, um, yeah, the Nevada quarterback you know, was only 16 for 38, and that was including that the bomb for 73 yards. So, I mean, if you take that play out, I mean, they're throwing for 100 and 
70 yards. So um, that's pretty good for, for this Fresno State defense. Mm-hmm. Now, Nate Cox did run for 56 yards. There, there are one or two plays he broke a, broke a big one. Well, he had a long of 21. Um, so, you know, once again, quarterback getting outside and running on us. But it, I, it's going to happen. I'm used to it now. I'm always, if you're playing against us, you're due for a 20 yard run as a quarterback. <laughs> just, just, just go into the game knowing that. Yep. Uh, all right. What about special teams? Well, I mean, overall, we saw Dylan Lynch again. Um, so Abe is still, I guess, nursing the, the I think it's groin that he injured. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, we saw first miss from uh, Dylan Lynch. Yeah. So, uh, but he also got, you know, pushed back a little bit more. I mean, before this, his long uh, field goal that he's made was only 29 yards. So that's uh, kind of good to see, you know, his capabilities there. So overall, you know, he's two for three in the day, uh, long 43, made all his extra points, which is good and really good on kickoffs too. I think there's a couple touchbacks. And um, so that's, all we can really ask for on the cooking side now punt wise about the same from Carson King, you know, three punts only averaging 40 yards a kick, which um, really uh, is not where we want it to be, um, but did the job and, you know, nothing really got <laughs> screwed up on special teams, I think. So um, no, overall, and he kicked two in the 20. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> two out of three. Hey, but where did Dylan Lynch miss from? Left hash. Left hash. Been saying this whole time. These these lefties. We just I don't know. Maybe it's like the team doesn't want to like give away that for scouting report, but I mean you 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 gotta think like running play to the right side of the field on third and long. I mean, if right. if we're if we're setting up the field goal, let's just get to, to the right hash where I don't think we've missed from the right hash. I mean, people can you know fact check us there, but I'm pretty sure all our misses this season have come from the left hash. So um uh, you know, our, our kickers like to, you know, kick a draw, you know, if you, yeah. you know, golf, but, um, so that's our, that's our deep a- analytics here on Beware Bulldogs. So that's as far as we go. Yeah. Pay attention to what hash we're kicking from. And Caleb exactly. and I always make eye contact. Yes. If we're sitting in the same room. Oh boy. Left hash. Here we go. <laughs> oh, miss. But I think it hit off the post. Yeah. It did. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Yo, give me your play of the game. Play the game. I mean, that, that has to be the David Perales interception. I mean, yeah. um, you know, that was just a really cool play. I mean, any time a defensive lineman gets an interception, and it was a really athletic play too. I mean, he just snatched it out of the air, and um, it was on, on a you know screen play. And you know, something I did uh, notice, you know, in the weeks or excuse me, in the week leading up to this game in a player interview, I can't remember who it was. But it was someone on the defense that commented that uh, the Nevada offense, you know has a good screen game. So, you know, they run a lot of, you know, running back and wide receiver screens. And so I was like, huh, interesting that like they know and point that out. And yeah, on, on a screen play, obviously our defense was ready for it. And Perales just snatches it out of the air, really athletic play. And yeah, returns it for, what was it, 20 yards or something? So yeah, yeah overall, really, really cool play from a defensive lineman. Uh, my play, I, I, I'm going to go with the pick two. I, I was set on the pick. Um, also could go with the 82-yard run by Jordan Mims. I'll, I'll go with that one. Was, yeah. get a, that got him over 1,000 yards. 
I'll take yeah, that one. Which is huge. Also, that got me thinking. Jake is now eighth, I believe, all time in career passing yards at Fresno State. Is that correct? Is either eighth or fourth? I know he passed uh, Mark Marsodi, so that's the only point I remembered on that. So I don't know where they are on the list. Okay, and then he is tied for first at Fresno State with twenty six games with a touchdown in a row. Is that right? That was the the Mount West stat. So he's uh, oh. tied with he was tied with Derek and Carson uh, Carson Strong, um, former Nevada quarterback, with twenty six or twenty seven straight games with a touchdown pass. So I'm looking to this stuff. Yeah, okay. looking to pass that next week. Yeah, Derek Carr, Carson Strong, top of the Mountain West record book, twenty six straight games, and then um, he. Moved up to fourth. You're right. Passing Mark Rosati. All right. How about your player of the game? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to pick anyone other than Perales, at least on the defensive side. I mean, he was dominant, and really, it's the David Perales that we've been expecting this whole season. I know we've, we've kind of said that the last couple of games because it really seems like he's really – found his groove here in the last half of the season. And I mean, great time to um, really come on strong um, for, for a defense. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking David Perales, huge game, you know, sack tackle for loss, six total tackles, force fumble interception. I mean, really hitting every stat for you know a defensive player there. So he's my, my defense or my player of the game. I'll go with Jay Kaner. Yeah. He had a, he did it in the air and, Scored a rushing touchdown. That's true. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Yeah, little QB sneak action, <laughs> calling his own number. So I'll go with Jake with with the assist from Jordan Mims because I mean Mims did a good <laughs> job of kind of rolling him over and pushing him you know, to the yeah. right there because yeah there there was no no defenders on that right side and he was just trying to go forward. So no credit I, credit to Mims for you know pushing and, and it now was a that, violent push. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and thankfully that that is legal now. I mean, yeah, uh, thank you, Reggie Bush. Yeah, thank I you, mean, Reggie. Matt Liner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up. That is basketball team. I don't know if we really want to, but we have to. Fresno State went to Texas and played North Texas. Uh, what are they? Mean Green. Something. Are are they the, the Bobcats or something? Or is no, it a, a no. different team? Okay. I think they're just like the mean green. Huh? The basketball team is. I don't know. We we lost. 61-52. Uh we were six point under six and a half point underdogs. Uh once again, tough shooting night. We went forty three percent from the floor, twenty two percent from the three point line. Ooh. Last time we talked, Caleb. Isaiah Hill struggled from the three-point line or from the floor. Struggled again, went two for nine from the floor, 0 for three from the three-point line. Like We're getting a lot of shots up. But when you go four for 18 from the three-point line, that doesn't help. We really need to hit those shots. And then we give up um, 13 offensive rebounds, which really was the difference in the game. Uh, that hurts us. Big time. 
Uh, well, do you do you foresee that being a weakness for this whole season? You know, we we've mentioned here that you know we're kind of going small ball here. I mean, you know, our starters were starting four guards and you know a wing, <laughs> you know, a, a tall forward, I guess. But yeah, uh, I mean that that's got to be a weakness, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What um, when we're, I watched the Fresno Pacific every game. I'm looking thinking back on every game. Rebounding has been our weakness, and it will continue to be. Uh, we only had five offensive rebounds. Uh, we also had 13 turnovers, which hurts. Usually we force more turnovers. Um, we had 13. Uh, we forced 11. But back to offensive rebounds, yes, you're correct. This will be uh, the weakness for this team. And I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to have to figure it out. Otherwise, we got to hit our shots. We have to make our shots if we're going to play small ball. So once again, Caleb, I, I've thrown it out to you. No, you want to get a key to a gym, something? Let's open it up for the guys. Let's just go shoot. <laughs> um, but some numbers for our guys. Jordan Campbell, Boyer Bulldog athlete, once again, leading the way in points with 14. Uh, Jamal Baker had 12. Isaiah Moore had 11. And no one else was in double digits. So, and, and no one had a double, double. And at, you know, this time last year, we were relying on Orlando to have at least a double, double every game. So with 10 points, 10 rebounds that now we got, we're, we're still looking for who's going to make up for all that. So I don't know, man, it's, it's going to, it's going to be tough. Our boys are still learning. Uh, Hopefully they can figure it out because the mountain West conference Holy cow. Just looked at the uh, score tracker before we hit record. And I, we were talking about this game. San Diego state just beat Ohio state and they're going to play either Arkansas or Creighton in the Maui invitational championship. So San Diego state is legit. Wyoming is legit. I think Nevada is still undefeated. They just beat Tulane. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. UNLV will be good. If you watch mountain West basketball, you know, this conference is stacked and we're going to have to be ready. All right, Caleb, how's your fantasy football team doing? <laughs> uh, overall, pretty good. Um, I'm on like a four-game win streak. Uh, I, I actually haven't checked tonight to see how things uh, ended, so that's uh, been a busy busy Monday. But, yeah, overall, pretty good. Um, yeah, aside from some uh, commissioner disagreements that I have. So we'll, maybe we need to rope the uh, the fantasy football dudes in for uh, – impartial judgment on some of the issues yes. we're and that's exactly why i brought it up that's good job man you know exactly where this is going hey go check out our friends the fantasy football dudes podcast uh they support us a lot um and then also uh you you're, you're hearing you're hearing the ads before i'm throwing it in the episode as well um if you guys um, have any fertilizer chemical or especially product needs call my guy josh wolf over at simplot he's a pest control advisor he's got 10 years of crop advising experience that number is 567-9500-559-567-9500. Give them a call um, for any fertilizer, chemical, and specialty product needs. Thank you guys for joining us at uh, at the watch party. A lot of fun. And uh, Caleb, your wife killed it with the desserts. I have so many in my kitchen. And... Uh, it's not good. I'm trying to give up sweets and uh, yeah. 
Good luck. Well, and especially <laughs> when your wife also contributed a good amount of uh, delicious desserts too. So yeah, over, overall, it was it was a good good spread and good good showing by the uh, wives of Beware Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I just hope they don't ask to get paid. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Caleb, about the the football game or the basketball team? Uh, I think we just about covered it. So uh, yeah, I mean. I guess my only other question is, you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving week. So, I mean, what, what are, what are you thankful for? Oh man, you know, that is a great question. And we need, we need to do another podcast like we did last year with everybody tell, calling in and saying what they're thankful for. Um, I'm thankful for uh, my family, uh, my uh, newborn son, uh, and I'm thankful for you, Caleb, that you're willing to do this with me all the time. And uh, I'm thankful. I, I'm thankful for a roof over my head and a job, and a beautiful wife, and uh, a life that uh, the good Lord has blessed me with, so that I can I wake up every morning to the sun rising. What are you thankful for, Caleb? Ditto. I mean, yeah, same thing. Uh, really thankful for, um, yeah, my wife and my family, and my wife for putting up with me doing this with you all the time. So. <laughs> Uh, she is uh, she's amazing and so I really am thankful for her and uh, yeah I, I agree I'm always thankful for shelter uh, my family always makes fun of me for um, saying that I'm thankful for having a roof over my head but um, I mean it's one of the necessities and so I do consider myself lucky to uh, be able to have um, some some good shelter here so and clean uh, definitely water. that I always yeah, say, like clean water. clean water yeah absolutely um, and I am thankful for Federal State football. Uh, mm-hmm. It is something that uh, brings us a lot of a lot of joy uh, here, and yeah, I mean that's it. Love loving family, and um, yeah, I, I enjoy doing this too. So um, very thankful for this, and thankful that we have people that care about listening to us, which I still think is kind of crazy. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we we are thankful to you know everyone that does tune in and listen to us, and um, yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, you know, I hope you have a great time, cook a lot of food, and you're able to put up with your crazy cousins and uncles or aunts. Uh, tell somebody you love them this holiday season. We will talk to you guys for the preview, the Wyoming preview. That's when you'll hear from us next. Um, and we're going to have to find a new person for the Wyoming get-to-know because our Wyoming guy left to somewhere else in the country. So we're going to find somebody else now. So it should be fun. Uh, On that, eat a lot of turkey, stay safe, stay healthy, find the good deals. Let me know where they're at on Black Friday. God bless you guys. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.